0: Hello everybody and welcome to The Whole Rabbit, where we don't just investigate the rabbit's poop, or the rabbit's strange diet, and the reason for checking his poop, we investigate the whole rabbit. And speaking of poop, we are going to be talking about demons today, specifically goetic demons, like the kind in the Heredity movie, which, if you haven't seen yet, um, well... My boy Andrew here hasn't seen it either, so I can't... Yeah, you can't,
1: you can't ruin that for me, man. We don't but want to get... Apparently it has something to do with demons, so like, got, I,
0: I can't wait. Yeah, so, so... Spoilers, it's got something to do with demons. So we'll bring up some of the some of the stuff that happens in the movie in outside of the context of the movie where it won't be a spoiler. Yeah, so if you've watched that movie and you're interested in learning about Paimon and the other Goetic Demons, here's your show. We wanted to do Divination this week. But um, our special guest Rona couldn't make it, and we figured that researching for the next two weeks about demons could be, like, dangerous. Yeah, because we might actually, like, pick up Goetia and actually start doing it again. I Just reading La Milo Duquette's Low Magic was kind of... Well, that book, it just makes you want to try it, you know?
1: Yeah, you gotta be careful about the books you read. Some of them are just well-written, and then you just, you just want to do the things that they talk about and, like... You read about like the fucked up things that happen to them. It sounds and, you know, kind of exciting. Yeah, it's you're just like, whoa, let's let's do this. I want to see some crazy stuff in my
0: living room and have go on a dark adventure with for treasure. Like, not all people that write these books and like create this material discourage you from messing around with this stuff.
1: Yeah, because in the old days, they used to just completely discourage you from messing around with it i think it kind of pushes you towards doing it a little bit more
0: yeah i mean i mean a lot of people get into work like playing around with demons when a lot of people told them not to uh when we messed around with goatia stuff in the past we pretty much had everyone tell us not to like the metaphysical store people yeah
1: you couldn't even talk about it you buy the books and they're like well what's your intentions
0: yeah what are you gonna do with this you know I think that's just part of that's just part of the the initiation of messing around with demons your first time is people have to tell you to not because it's a it's a fair warning. Okay, so
1: like the this brings up a funny point with demons that like I've noticed and like I think it's the the best evidence for this this idea of like if you start messing around with demons, demons come out of other people
0: like agents from the Matrix. Oh, that's a good way to put it, yeah. And I mean, that that goes for, like, everything in magic, though. But, but yeah, demons, too.
1: But, like, this kind of, like, is represented the best with, like, a, an interview of Anton LaVey way back in the day. What does he say? Oh, he's just sitting there in his, like, Dracula get-up, and it's, like, the funniest thing because he's, he's sitting there calm and composed, and the guy interviewing him on the uh, television just starts losing it oh you know he just he just starts losing it like accusing anton leve of like all the stuff, all the stuff but he's just losing it and
0: like anton, anton lave is just laughing right
1: yeah he will he's just sitting there kind of like he's almost like totally like jordan peterson with that freaking oh, that, that british lady debate you know that smug sort of laugh of like oh i i know where i'm at like, oh,
0: yeah, you're just going to rage at me, you know? like Okay, I mean, to get back onto it, I, it one really great show I listened to is Jason Luev interviewing Lon Milo Duquette, and he kind of breaches the topic about demons like – so, you know, from someone who's a pretty high-level wizard to an even higher-level wizard – do you think that these demons have some sort of objective reality outside of our brains? And Lamelo Duquette just goes back and says, like, "Well, it's all in our heads. We just have no idea how big our heads are." You know And then, he, and then they kind of laugh and he said he should have retired on that phrase alone, you know. But basically saying that, yes, uh, Lamelo Duquette, the guy who wrote the book on Goetic demons, more or less believes that these demons are in your head but they also have some sort of objective reality outside of your psychology as well that resonates with that part of your psychology. So there may be a dark place or a dark force or a dark thing in the world that is a mirror to a darkness in yourself. Some sort of eternal
1: darkness that, like, what genetics, like, manifests into?
0: Oh, okay. Well, like, I I talked to... like a bunch of folks about demons like over time and one guy told me is like okay like you're you know a tiger mama there's something creeping around your cubs how do you feel you know how do you react automatically like what kind of intelligence is that like what kind of energy and intelligence does that come from or belong to and that's kind of the idea is that you know, we, if we evolved from single celled organisms that couldn't even move sulfur vents in the beginning and slowly become more mobile and complex beings that we had to evolve greater and greater complexity that essentially you could stratify all those levels of intelligence and assign a personality to each one or a program to each one. And, and basically it's like, you know, there's an intelligence in you that makes you blink right before something like smacks in your face. And there's a part of you that tells you to act angry when, you know, somebody smacks your kid. There's a, there's a, there's a, a thing in you that gets you excited when you see the right thing, you know? Um, and you could conceptualize all those different intelligences as demons. That's kind of like the psychological model you see bantied about a lot in the occult, right? Is that they're well, evolutionary consciousness that are like each, like they're, they're all little pieces that make up a whole.
1: And these are. This is like a very, very modern notion.
0: That's a very, yeah, a very modern idea.
1: Yeah, especially in the occult community, because like the occult community has been banking for years, like centuries. That these are, if not thousands of years, like external objective. Yeah, things. yeah. These are like little things with, uh, with like some sort of manifestation in the material plane. Well, okay, that so, happens. So to go back
0: to the Greeks.
1: Well, let's go yeah, the origin of the word demon which comes
0: from From daemon and the Greeks believed that the daemons were like a go between spirit between themselves in the material world and the realm of the gods. And so your daemon, you were assigned one, I believe, at birth, and it stayed with you your whole life, and that this uh would deliver you inspiration and would Help you connect to the realm of the spirit or the gods, and so like if you wrote a really good song, it really wasn't you that wrote it; it was your daemon.
1: Who was it? Socrates or Aristotle? Who was the guy who had like talked about his daemon all the time? And in fact, his daemon... was it Plato? I don't know if it was Plato or Socrates or Aristotle. I don't know, but I remember the one who had the daemon named Genius. Oh, because that th- was the whole thing is that that's why we even call it genius is because that was his daemon, which like helped him out and gave him insight with all of his things. And like, I don't know who it was, but I know it was one of the famous guys. In the, I
0: recall what you're talking about.
1: Because that was the whole thing is that like, we shouldn't even be calling it genius. We should be calling
0: it like some other word but there's like, some we're, descript- we're all there's, lazy jackasses. There's stuff here in language. Wikipedia that suggests there's like other roots of the word that have to do with genes uh, that owes back to the idea of like evolutionary intelligence strangely what we were just talking about I guess so I mean if you're going to
1: look at it like a uh, some psychedelic hole, it would go back to the genetics
0: I do recall what you're talking about but I don't remember the exact specifics but yeah um you you you're genius you'd have it in in occultism now that whole thing is like your holy guardian angel, right? Yeah. And that name was sort of meant to be like kind of silly.
1: Well, it was coined by John Dee. And it, then was? it was? And then it was made famous by Aleister Crowley. Okay,
0: but Aleister Crowley was sort of using it. Yeah, like... he
1: totally made it famous.
0: Okay, so in occultism, there is this idea that you have a go-between between yourself and God, and that's like your guardian angel, but they used to call it your daemon. So daemon or demon doesn't always have a negative connotation, but it
1: did if you're Catholic.
0: because but, Yeah, if you're a Catholic or if you're Christian or, I guess, a Muslim, you know, dude, gins.
1: Mo- those Muslims are, they, everything's a demon to them. And then again, also to the Christians.
0: Any religion, you're supposed to stay away from the demons. The demons are bad, right? Like, yeah. Well, where the hell does that come from? Is that a thing? Are demons, like, bad? Like, I guess, duh, demons are bad. That's, like, the, the obvious go-to thing, but... What's that whole thing like where if, when people sometimes lose their mind over in India or on in the other side of the world, they get happy, playful voices. And when people lose their mind over here in America, it's all like judgment and demons and terror. and.
1: I think it's like put into people. Like it's kind of like they steep inside the culture and just the, the contents of their own mind become... The 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 playthings of whatever is out there over here we're like life is suffering so we suffer when we deal with like our creative capacity to like deal with the universe but you know over in India you know you might have some guy who's like life is like jasmine on on a spring breeze so like he gets cool like crazy multicolored like (laughs) multi-armed our demons are just like go to work
0: yeah their demons are like go to work yeah so the greeks had the greeks had demons. that's where the word comes from where does it kind of jump to after that because there used to be all these different gods that people used to worship if you were a farmer maybe you had like kind of a farmer
1: grain god like a seasonal god like the god of the rain
0: and yeah and there was the land you could become a devotee of gaia god of the harvest or you could devote yourself to whatever god that pertained to whatever aspect of society or thing that you have. And there's still some of that in the rest of the world. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Shiva presides over, um, like, burial grounds. and uh,
1: I'm not sure, because my understanding is Shiva's the god of yogis, like, that whole aspect of their culture. Yeah,
0: the yogi- Yeah, he is the god of the yogis, too
1: so he's he's like a warrior and he's the god of the yogis and they do a lot do of duties all
0: and those hindu gods they do some duties they like do it all
1: they're, they they all
0: have like these super jobs yeah what demons do they have in hinduism oh like, like what are, hinduism they're just demons too right they're just like de- spirits of wrath and temptation yeah, and gluttony just, and
1: they they have like a weird take on it they're like they don't really have demon like demons they have like their demons are their own creation you know like they're just like oh your life is your karma so your problems you kind of develop
0: yourself so so like karma is kind of like the kind of their demon is just action yeah that... it
1: uh who is it Mura mudra like who's the tempter mara the mara. dark one yeah mara the dark one apparently but like that's their demons their demons are like these tempters who kind of like prod and provoke you towards like greater spiritual enlightenment which is weird
0: well they like they come at you in the forms of all your sins you know that's kind of like how it is here too we just got way more sins going on i guess we could get into like how you're supposed to deal with demons a little bit or do you want to like talk about like maybe we could talk about some specific demons we could talk about goetia a little bit okay so what is goetia I think we should just dive in and just tell people what it is. Okay. So So we were talking about all those different gods, right? And like all their different positions and
1: places. Because there was this point where everyone had all these different gods.
0: But then this thing happened. Uh, Monotheism. Yeah,
1: monotheism. I was going to say monarchotheism, but, (laughs) you know, it's similar it's almost like worship of the cr- of the king
0: yeah so it it basically at some point humanity began to switch over to monotheism and you had to do something with all these other gods and so ba- basically the christian world turned all the old gods into demons turned all the old cultural icons into images of evil basically because
1: you gotta do something with the old imagery you can't really like get rid of it
0: yeah because people still will i mean that's partially what catholicism is is replacing the old pagan holidays and symbols and celebrating those exact same holidays but with a christian spin on it basically
1: and then they still had like their whitewashed own, they only had they had their like own array of demons and shit because they were supposed, supposedly summoning demons with, like, ritual techniques similar to Goetia in the Vatican.
0: So let's start with uh, one we know of off the top of our head. That's probably a well-known one. Wait, wait, Astaroth.
1: Wh- oh, yeah, okay, so... I'll
0: Astaroth want... was originally Astarte, right? Yeah. The, the queen of heaven, a star goddess...
1: Yeah, I just wanted to get into a little bit of the construction of it first, but like let's
0: dive, Yeah, sure. Let's what dive what do you right mean the, what do you it. mean the construction of it? Let's talk okay, about it. Okay,
1: so obviously the Goetia is like one part of it's like the second part of a greater work called the Lesser Key of Solomon, which is a compilation of or no it's, not, it's four or five books. I forget if the Ars Amadel is the fourth or fifth book. I don't know all this stuff like right off the top of my head. But it's supposedly an, attributed to the to Solomon, the king
0: of Israel, which know, is like son of c- David. Clearly fictional, and that's yeah. a that's a motif in um, La Malou work. If you read Chicken Kabbalah, it's all from a fictional rabbi, which is kind of a tongue in cheek riffing on this motif of like Solomon wrote this book. Like, okay, really?
1: Yeah. So, like in the medieval <sighs> ages, because let's face it, the Lesser Key of Solomon is fr- a compilation of. Other grimoires uh, from the Middle Ages that, like, got compiled together. And most of the spirits within it are bastardizations or demonizations of old pagan gods and deities.
0: So, like, the one we mentioned, Astrothing, Astarte. And yes, this leads us exactly to where you want it to be. <laughs> I'm sure there's other ones in there, too. Like, you'll see some demons that are named, like, Horus
1: yeah, that's straight up the the a demon form of the, or it's also also known as Flouros, but like it's a demon form of the uh, the Egyptian Horus. There's also a few others in there that um, Amon, Amon's directly out of Egypt, and if you actually work with it, there is a feel of Egypto Egypto tone. Like, when I summoned him, because when I did a, a big working that's straight out of low magic, because I got a, a deck Londiket writes about, imbuning with a ritual that I copied. And so you basically
0: of, copied the ritual and did it yourself.
1: Yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience. But when I summoned Amon during this ritual, the room went cold. There was, like, this almost like a projection of, like, a hallway. And just it was just dark and stone. But it totally looked Egyptian. It was really cool.
0: So now that we... Yeah, so now that we kind of have an understanding of, like, what these demons are, the the, the story is, is that they were bound into a brass vessels by King Solomon and then, like, thrown into the river. Oh, a lake. A lake.
1: Yeah, and then it was discovered, like, and then a thousand some, years in the future. And then some
0: dudes opened it and then freed all the spirits. Yes, that's, that is the story. Okay, so in principle, if you... ...are into Solomonic magic. We're going to talk about the different perspectives here. The first one is the most prominent one, Solomonic magic, where essentially these demons are bound to God's will and bound by God's law.
1: Yeah, they don't like humans, but they're totally bound by
0: God. Correct. So they don't like...
1: orders of heaven.
0: So they, they don't like good things usually. They don't like humans. They don't like human life. They don't care about humans. But they have been bound by God's name or God's law. And so in Solomonic magic, the basic principle is is that you place yourself in a magic circle that you imbue with prayers and incantations to your god, which you bind yourself to. And then you place a triangle outside of your protective circle, which contains the sigil of your demon, And then you have the sigil of your demon on yourself as well, which is connected to the thing that binds you to your god. And it's sort of like uh, you become the middle management between god and a demon, and you're bossing around a demon using god's name as an authority to tell the demon what to do. That's sort of the classic solomonic magical approach to demons did i get miss anything there
1: no i think you have it spot on from everything i've read about the subject and everything i've practiced in the subject so the way it works is the um the hebrew language is like a two-dimensional shadow of like a three-dimensional structure that like you 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 start to create it by simply writing down the, the names, but by saying them and intoning them in, in a vast ritual sense, you're actually,
0: like, creating this really, really complex mental scheme. So to translate from your highly imaginative brain, yeah. in the same way that the shadow of a cube is not going to look like a perfect cube, the Hebrew language is a shadow of a higher angelic language, and that by invoking it, you're like shooting out some energies that affect supernatural stuff. Yeah, you know, I keep hearing this over and over from psychics, and like, just this is a thing that demons speak Aramaic. But I, from my, my understanding, is they can speak English too. They can speak
1: German. I mean, if I was gonna pick a demonic language, I'd pick German.
0: I'd, I'd pick Aramaic because it's old school.
1: Yeah, it sounds cool, but like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go Chinese, to, let's have demons that speak Chinese.
0: If I'm gonna go to the moon, everyone's gonna be speaking German. You Know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we all know how you feel about things. Oh, whatever! <laughs> I do not like your opinions. Yeah, I you must you change don't. them to be in conformance with my thinking. I don't know. Um, hey, the moon belongs to America, Buck. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all living in America. I saw it, I saw it in a Ramstein video.
1: Yeah, Ramstein.
0: Ramstein, because that's how you. That's because I like that song because they sing in. They sing in English in that song, and it's all about America. Yeah. So, okay. So, we're going to start with that first perspective. The Solomonic perspective is like, you tell the demon what's up. You're like, uh-uh. Like well,
1: you, you, like, imbue yourself with holy power, and then you tell the demon what's up with your holy power. And this... you do it by, like, authority that's not your own. This is called theurgy? Theurgy, Sure. In and, fact, that's one of the workings in the Lesser Key is the Theurge of Goetia, which is actually the lesser touched-on part
0: of Goetia. Yeah, you got into that a little while. I, I know That's one of the things that most people don't even like. Yeah,
1: no one even... T- I've even, like, most talked people- to Long Milo Duquette on Facebook before, and, like, he says he doesn't even touch that shit. Most
0: people just stick to the Lamegaton, which is the Lesser Key of Solomon, which has, I guess, all the demons? I hope well, I didn't mess No, that no,
1: up. no. The Megaton has the Theurge Goetia in it as, like, the other book. Like, I think it goes Goetia, Theurge oh, Goetia. Oh, okay, okay. Ars Paulina, and then the Ars Amadell. Yeah, the four
0: books. Notoria. Okay, yeah, sure. And the Ars Notoria. That's Yeah, that's the one I'm forgetting. Okay, so we want to talk about how are you supposed to interact with these demons according to this scheme, uh, like, according to this perspective of the universe basically because there's other ways to do this but this is the most common and the most heavily prescribed and documented um so we're looking at the 18th chapter of the sacred magic of abramel and the mage how he who Operateth should behave as regardeth the spirits
1: yeah this is some some highfalutin sounding stuff so, so like th- this is from a, try to remember that and don't get carried away because this language does kind of carry
0: you away with it and this is the book that uh crowley worked from in his his loch ness house right
1: okay yeah so this is actually one of the hidden components of goetia so like you pick up a book on goetia and it's all like okay here are the spirits here are the spirits names seals and what they do now what they don't tell you is the other half of the component which is the sacred magic of abramelin the mage which has like more seals and like these these magical squares that apparently you're supposed to use when you're summoning demons so you have like your sacred magic of A- 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 abramelin stuff sitting on your altar inside your circle while you're summoning the demons that correspond to the actual Working, you're trying to
0: do right, and some of some of this is uh, illustrated in a dark song that one movie that we watched oh, on oh, Netflix. Oh, that was a
1: good movie. That was like
0: some experts in the field say it's not completely accurate to everything. Oh, not but, at all. But it's not at all. Like, but it it's much closer than everything else you can see. You know,
1: I think it's it was like you know it's obviously embellished, but yeah, it's still a little closer to the actual experiences you would have. When you're doing it, like, you don't see something right in front of you. You see, like, things happen around you, like, in your mind.
0: For the majority of the movie, they they really don't see a lot of stuff. But um, it's really just near the end, and then it's kind of, you know, it's, just, it's a trip. Well, kinda. at first it's creepy, and then, like... At, I mean, it, the movie is really great at... There's, like, people walking around in the shadows and it, stuff. It starts cool. off really sobering and realistic feeling, and it ends with... This might be able to happen in reality under the right circumstances and conditions, which is what magic's all about. But anyway, before we get too into the weeds. Yeah. In that movie, they're doing um, the Melon ritual. And that's what the whole movie is about. So we're that's what we're talking about. Um, so this is how to basically deal with this, the demons. When all right, they... You got back <clears throat> on track. there, good. OK. Um, <laughs> we have already seen how one should constrain the spirits and what one should ask of them. Also we, how we, to dismiss them We, so haven't, we skip, but we're gonna get yeah it. we skipped over that stuff yeah. <laughs> so th- this is how this works. We just skip over the important stuff and jump right to the dangerous stuff. okay all that I am about to say unto you now is superfluous because it is certain that anyone who shall have observed with a true heart and firm resolution the advice which I have given will be instructed with so much thoroughness and clearness by his guardian angel that no doubtful point will present itself, which he will not be able to easily clear up himself. I guess I didn't need to read that part either. Yeah, Um, that was
1: superfluous.
0: That was totally superfluous. We'll probably (laughs) edit that out. Okay.
1: No, no, keep Uh, it in.
0: It's superfluous, though. We also already sufficiently shown how on every in any occasion he who operated should comport himself as regardeth the spirits that is to say as should've, their should've lord. Be
1: down here? Shouldn't you get down there? No. Where the what? Am I on the right chapter? No, 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 it's right there. It's it's right here.
0: Let me see. Am I, on, I am
1: on the right chapter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right there. I now totally
0: I, read this before the podcast and it doesn't look even familiar. Yeah, yeah dude. Um you okay.
1: shall make it some demand unto a spirit.
0: I'm I'm going to edit in record scratching noises and if I don't just imagine them because that's how I feel right now. Yeah, okay. Dude, now so, if. okay, so 18th chapter. Got to go down a few paragraphs. Fourth now, paragraph. Now if you shall make some demands unto a spirit and he shall refuse to execute it, first well and carefully examine and consider whether it be in the power and nature of the spirit to whom you make such demand to fulfill the same. For one spirit knoweth not all things, and that which appertaineth unto the one another knoweth not. For this reason, see that ye well take heed before endeavoring to force them to perform a matter. Yet, if, however, the inferior spirits be disobedient, you shall call their superiors and remind them of the oaths which they have taken unto you, and of the chastisement which awaiteth the breaking of such vows." And immediately, on beholding your steadfastfulness, they will obey you. But should they not? You ought then to invoke your guardian angel, whose chastisement they will quickly feel. Yet, notwithstanding, we should never employ harsh means in order to have that which we can obtain by gentleness and courtesy. If during the invocation they should appear with tumult and insolence, fear nothing... Neither give way to anger, but appear to make no account thereof. Only show them the consecrated wand, and if they continue to make a disturbance, smite upon the altar twice or thrice therewith, and all will be still." I swear it did not say anything like that. You might be on it. the... You could be on the wrong... I'm not. I don't think I am. Wow, you know, dude. Maybe I, like... But still, this... this It's
1: rather informative, and it tells okay, you... Okay, no, no, okay, okay. You, you were on the wrong page. I was
0: on the wrong page, so... Wow. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Well, I think... Demons. once spirit make... So, demons notoriously don't like to be told what to do. That's the whole bit. Wow, we might have to start this whole section over.
1: No, not really. Do, do people keep... like... Us no, we're revis- doing it live.
0: We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Okay, this—I'm not going to edit out that crap. No, we're just going to go with it. We're
1: going with it. That's just how it went. All right. So that told people how to do it. It's like, hey, be cool until you don't have to be, or until it's, until it's not
0: in your benefit to not be cool. You know what? We are not going to edit this out because that is just good advice for managers.
1: Yeah, really. Because, like, all I thought about when you
0: were saying that was like. No, that's how businesses work. Yeah, that is how businesses work. You're like, look, you have an employment contract. This is the duties you said you would do. And um, I'm your boss. And if you give any lip to me, then I get to call my boss. And then he'll really whoop your ass. And then you have to pretty much do what I say, right? So, I mean, that's all pretty, like... So, it, it's, so uh, it's all
1: the, the, the uh, cosmic bureaucracy of angelic
0: orders... You know, it's weird. Does that mean our modern workplaces are kind of like an exorcism we have to go through every single day? Are we living in an evil despotic? Are we demons? Are our bo- I don't know. I'm getting this is you're getting you're getting way too crazy with your thought on that one. I think. That this no, has no, a lot have, to do with how humans think about things. But we,
1: we work in demonic fucking factories and shit.
0: We are going to wrap up the episode with the other two perspectives on how to deal with Goetia. But first, we are no, we going... Got, we, got more, we got more than that. By golly, by gosh.
1: We got way more than that right now, dude.
0: Like, oh, man. We're pretty far in, too. Okay. We're,
1: we're not even in... in we haven't even <sighs> scratched the surface.
0: <clears throat> like- we always do this. Um, okay. So, the 17th chapter. This is the one I meant to read. This one's actually pretty fun. Okay. Okay. The wicked devil knoweth full well that you are in no way obliged unto him, and that you have commenced this operation under the grace and mercy of God, and under the protection and defense of holy
1: angels. Everybody get that? Everybody get that? That, like, you're supposed to be doing
0: it like, like a badass. Nevertheless, he will not fail to try his fortune, and he will seek to turn you aside from the veritable path in capitals. But be you constant and courageous, and swerve not in any way, either to the right hand or to the left. Yeah, don't get all political. If he showeth himself proud with you, render unto him the like, and in your turn show him your pride. If he be humble, be in no wise too rude and severe toward him. But be moderate in all things, if he asketh you some matter you shall make answer unto him according to the instruction of your guardian angel, as he is given to you, and understand that the four princes, more than all the rest, will powerfully tempt you, saying right. this wait, 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 is the best pause part. There, pause this there. is the best part. Pause there, pause there. Okay.
1: Let's talk about the four princes because I want to talk about the four princes for a second. okay this is the best part though okay yeah yeah like this is this is where I get to tease the audience oh my don't, God don't lose the page I didn't lose the page All right, like I so, did the first time okay so the four princes let's talk about them for a second because what are, my understanding of the four princes. Because it changes in the um, in the in the Solomon book. This
0: actually is something that really bothers me too. I have something about the four princes that bothers me. So you you have your you're okay. You talk about four princes, the four princes of hell, right? That's what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So you got The four princes mm-hmm. and superior spirits: B, Lucifer, Lucifer, Leviathan, Sat- Satan, and Belial.
1: Okay. Now I've heard it differently. I hope we
0: didn't just invoke those things. Yeah. Sorry I, if you crashed your car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of did some evil stuff right now, but I've heard that it's not Lucifer; it's Azazel for Lucifer. So
0: that makes more sense because Azazel is a, is the same idea of Lucifer, but is a darker ancestral spirit of the Hebrew tradition. Where Lucifer basically means light bearer and translates kind of like as the morning star for Venus, which is where my whole bit comes in. I don't like calling a prince of hell Lucifer. That doesn't work for me. I think calling it a also makes way more sense. Thanks for bringing that up, Andrew.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's like an issue I've had. And then we I've heard some stuff from EA Coledine about does he say that too? He's got this whole bit about like opening the gates of hell where they they make seals of the archangels and smash them. Oh my god. And like yeah, they 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 do it up apparently because when you you when you're becoming a living meme, you know, you need to figure We'll get meme there, that. Andrew.
0: What did you want to say about the four princes of hell? Was that it basically? That, that was basically it, but it's
1: just that like there is some contention with occult workings cuz like I don't see Lucifer – like, when all the people are telling me that Lucifer is the great deceiver, well, who's deceiving them? Because if someone's the great deceiver, I'm pretty sure he'd cast the blame of
0: being the devil onto somebody else. At the end of the day – Like,
1: that's how I think.
0: Now, (laughs) this is where my esoteric feminism is going to come out. Like, basically, like, there's this thing in Christianity where, like, why can't women be priests – you know, was the most important Jesus was, a man. was the most important thing about Jesus' is penis now, like like okay, as much as well, Jesus, like you guess. know, as much as Christ was there to like level the playing field for all of us, like what about the women and like like what's with all the women hate and the religion and at the and then at the end of the day, it, it kind of culminates with Hypatia getting her skin. Like scraped off by a bunch of mob of angry Christians, you know in a, in a sense, I sort of think that Lucifer as the goddess of love or the Roman Was goddess it christians of love
1: or Jews' I can't remember who. I'm pretty sure they were Christians I know they were Abrahamic monotheists but... I'm pretty
0: sure they were christians um early Christians, but i that's a that's a that's a symbol a traumatic symbol for the pagan community is the the mob murdering Hypatia um and not a good scene. I basically, Not a good scene. I think that Lucifer Talk about demons. I think that Lucifer was made into the devil because Lucifer represents basically like a strong, empowered force of of womanly love and intelligence. And it's basically all the things that exoteric, gross, bad Christianity has rejected. And so so Lucifer is their devil It's and, and that's partially why the devil Or the name Lucifer is so fun And why people can get their kicks off to Lucifer And it's not all bad Because You know there's some There's some good stuff That has been repressed By a misunderstood and stupid religion <laughs> there I'll just say it So
1: Well also Lucifer's really close to Like I'm learning Latin right now But Lucifer's really close to Lucifer, Which means scoundrel
0: Oh really Interesting
1: yeah. So it could be just like a Derivative of scoundrel Oh You know Like light scoundrel or something like that. Yeah, like
0: a scoundrel from. Like, because the idea is that.
1: Scoundrel of light or some stupid shit like that.
0: Because the whole concept is that what we were told growing up is that Lucifer was the most beautiful angel and wanted to be like God. And he was almost like God, but then he wanted to be higher than God. And so he was cast down along with a third of the angels in heaven which seems like a lot to me, and they reside as fallen angels, bound to hell, and basically are allowed to, I don't know, they're awaiting judgment on Judgment Day, is the is the normal idea, I think, that we're told.
1: Well, if you believe that one channel message guy, when he's, like, channeling
0: Lucifer, like, angels can incarnate and redeem themselves, but, like... I'm much more about that weird, crazy, psychedelic perspective of things, but... You know, we're okay, so let's get back to this. So, we're gonna go back to the four princes. They will approach you with your hardihood and presumption in summoning them, knowing how powerful they are, and, contrariwise, how weak and sinful yourself are. They will reproach you with your sins, and will especially seek to dispute with you concerning your religion and faith in God. If you be a Jew, they will tell you that your faith and religion has been refuted by God himself, and that you observe not the true law as it should be observed. Also, if you be a pagan, they will say, What hath God to do with you and his creatures either? seeking that you know not God. If you be a Christian, they will say unto you, What business of yours to have with Hebrew ceremonies, which are tainted with idolatry and the like? But let none of this disquiet you in the least. What's
1: up with that? Like, they tell the Jews that they're not doing it right, but they tell the Christians they shouldn't be doing it?
0: No, they tell the Christians that, like, you were supposed to move on from all this stuff, and here you are dabbling about in this...
1: And then, like, they tell the Jews, like, hey, you're not really doing it. Not Mm. right. You're you're, 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 you're just kind of half-assing it. Like,
0: you and all your piousness has already been refuted by, you know, the Savior and the New Testament, and, like, you're just... You're just doing, like, what authority do you have? You're an idiot. Like, that's what they'll say to you. They just, just hate And then they say that to the pagans, too. They say yeah, to the they, pagans, they're like, what Who? What authority of God do you? You don't even believe in God as we, as, like... Who? You don't
1: believe in God as in God, God. You believe in some fucking yeah, statue.
0: Yeah, so, like, who are you to tell us anything? So these demons will show up late to work they're, and make a lot of excuses why they don't have to do their they, job. They're straight up hating on And, people. in fact, they will ask you, who? what authority do you have to tell me what to do? It's like if you were the brand-new manager of, like, a really, really, really old factory with really old employees that everyone knew each other, but you still had the authority of the <sighs> big boss to do what you're going to do. That's kind of what it's like. Like, they're going to harass you a little bit is what basically what they're saying. Uh, let's see. Where do we uh, – the, they, They're
1: kind of psychic, so I guess they can, like – they know exactly And they know all, all the bad you. stuff
0: you've done, yeah, and they know what's going to bother you. And then you're supposed to respond to them in a certain way. But let none of this disquiet you in the least. Answer them in few words and laughingly that it is none of their business to discuss these matters with you and to deliver their opinions concerning them. And that although you may be a worthless wretch, as Jordan Peterson says, and a great sinner, you will yet hope that the true and only God who hath created heaven and earth, who hath condemned them and brought them into submission under your feet, will forgive your sins both now and in the future whatever may be your religion which you profess further that you wish to know understand confess and honor no other than the great and only god the lord of light by whose power virtue and authority you command them to obey you so that's basically what you <laughs> are to do with demons according to the what the right hand path the well, light workers okay so the, like
1: I'm glad you brought up Jordan P right there because you know, you've had to have mastered all your JBP stuff way before you wanna fuck around with demons. <laughs> like Yeah, you, you wanna have your room clean. Yeah, you wanna know how to clean your room and your child's room and your ass. Yeah, and you your you know, and your bank account and like get all that shit like tidy and neat you, way before you're ever doing this shit.
0: Yeah, 'cause those demons know what a fuck boy you've been. Yeah, don't be a fuck boy. Don't be a fuck boy. We're, you know, we're learning. Or a soy boy. Go somewhere down the middle, man. Yeah. Eat tri-tip. Yummy. I think that kind of, like, wraps it up for the first way of dealing with demons. So, so that's... That, looked, that's, to like, be really religious about it, right? Even, yeah, and even then, like, you know, if you're gonna be the demons are gonna question your religion. Uh I wish we had a little bit more experience ourselves to share with people because honestly, there's more experienced practitioners that have had way more success okay, so like and what's... have and have probably got some good shit out of working with good spirits. I personally was not very pleased with my outcomes. Um it really did just kind of draw stuff into my life that I really couldn't handle. But it did make me a better person, and it made me a lot more of a grown-up, I guess. But other than that, like, I if you're going to mess around with stuff, mess around with anything but demons first. Like, yeah, I don't know. If, like, if
1: you're really interested in Goetia, I would recommend picking up the Theurge of Goetia because the spirits in there are far more elemental-based. They have their different uh, directions of the compass. They have their different associations between uh, water, fire, earth, and air, and then hot, cold, uh, dry, and wet. So they're
0: a little less extreme. It's not like you're talking to some like sexually frustrated Egyptian god that's been stuck in a bottle and told to like find people a girlfriend. Like.
1: Yeah, and most of them have like E-L after their name, which is a hebrew suffix pertaining to the mercy of god so you know they're kind of they're kind of okay spirits to deal with None of them are gonna try to fuck you over
0: so you know a little you know a lot more about ea coding than i do i want to talk a little bit about a topic that i sort of parsed and got into and is it's what we're talking about right now i think would be considered demonology where we're talking about demons and their natures and like how they work and stuff but what i want to talk about now is demonolatry
1: okay what's demonolatry
0: demonolatry is the second perspective we're looking at today, and that is... Okay,
1: good. I was going to ask you when we're going to get to that.
0: It's basically the inverse of what we just read, and I don't really have any material right in front of me, but it's really not hard to find online, and it's kind of, in my opinion, easy to understand.
1: But you know about this stuff, right? I know about
0: this stuff. Yeah, I've read about it enough, and it's, it's actually simpler to understand than the first perspective, which is why it's worth studying. And here's how it goes. Basically... It's the same story as the first one. All of these demons are old gods that have been bound by some extremely powerful religious forces and wizards. Religious wizards, basically. And instead of you creating a protective circle and ordering them around using God's names, it's more like, it's a little bit more like using a dating app. You're trying to dial up a, well, I guess that's maybe torturing the metaphor too much. It's more like. Are you, are you saying that you're gonna run into some demons? You try to date online. The point is, you're not supposed to boss them around in demonology, and you're not using some higher authority to impose your will on another entity. The idea is is to create a rapport with the spirit. Here's how it begins: You want to find your guardian demon, or like the demon that you resonate with, the demon that speaks to you, the demon that works for you and you do this it's kind of through an intuitive process there's you know it's intuitive maybe you just make it up i don't know but you create an altar to that specific demon and you figure out everything you can about the demon. You figure out what smells it likes, what offerings it likes.
1: Yeah, yeah, you figure out what culture it's from. And you just... The trappings of that culture. And so... Learn words from that culture.
0: Yeah, and so instead of calling down your higher boss and telling it what to do, you're more like calling it up like a friend, interacting with it on a one-to-one basis, and you're interacting with it on a friendly a friendly respectful way honestly that sort of makes more sense to me you know for a lot of reasons both in the theological and the psychological model for some reason that just makes a lot of sense to me i have how always so. it just makes sense to me like okay how can i how can i articulate this okay
1: well you kind of have to
0: that's okay that's the premise S- that's of the that's show. the podcast right yeah, yeah it basically That's has it basically has to do with the idea of nothing left out that god is one god is whole and that everything is going to be redeemed together <laughs> um that essentially it's not it's it's not if you win or lose it's how you play the game and bossing around and ordering around invisible entities is just basically kind of rude and that it's better to build a rapport with these entities and learn from them and have them learn from you it's just it just feels more um democratic and less authoritarian it seems more this is a loaded word now progressive <laughs> you know it seems more um, yeah that's
1: that's getting political right there yeah we agreed
0: not to do that we agreed not to do that um so i don't know that just makes hell of a lot more sense to me because that's how things are in life i've never almost never ever ever had a situation turn out good by me invoking even the right authority like like sometimes you're given the you are given the authority like and they just won't listen Like, I'm sure some management people have had to deal with that, but like, it's easier to make friends with your employees. It's easier to make friends with your boss. It's easier to make friends with everyone and work from that level. So, if it's true on the human level, maybe it's true on the spiritual level too. And instead of getting into like a conflict, because like, what happens the second you let your guard down, you know? But, but like, let's let's
1: let's face it, these some of these things want you to do some weird things to be friends. I'm sure that would be
0: the case, too. But then maybe you're that type of weird friend, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I've heard some stories that people have, like, they've been told, okay, put, like, a chicken dinner, you know, with mashed potatoes and freaking peas on this park bench. Yeah. You know, or, like, get me some KFC and put it on this park bench. Okay, so, like, yeah,
0: a thing would be, like, if you had a patron demon. But that would be, like, something really,
1: really weird where, like, you know, the homeless guy who actually embodies that demon.
0: Like, would pick who, it up and yeah, eat it, yeah. yeah. and he would be, like, manifesting the demon while he eats. Right, so that would be an example of that. And, you know, that sounds way more witchy. Like, people don't even really believe in God in that same way that like anymore. But even in the Abram melon it says, like, you might be from all these different religions, so they didn't even think of God the same way back then. And so, from the Abram Mellon perspective, like... This is just how you do it, regardless of what religion you ascribe to. And then, I get, okay, here's the thing. Here's what it. Here's what I like about demonolatry that makes sense to me. This is, I can articulate it. In the East, in. Uh, hindustan they they have devas. you have this god that's beyond description and beyond all conception brahma brahma whatever it's called and this manifests itself in the form of these gods uh basically these gods are personifications of the impersonal impersonifiable what am i saying like basically you would take like you might worship krishna or You might worship Shiva or... uh, Because you can understand Krishna or you might understand Shiva. Right. Or you could actually,
1: like, have... You could grok that.
0: Right. And that's how you would connect to this faceless, impersonal, beyond all, beyond all gods. So, really, demonology sounds a little bit like that. I mean, these gods all have personalities too. And presumably, these demons were once upon a time gods and maybe if you're not, like, a little twerp towards them, maybe you could actually have a beneficial relationship. And instead of just using all these demons, like some Rolodex of your tools to be used as, like, just used, you have a list of people you either know or don't know, people that you understand or don't understand. Like, there's something that's... People you like or don't like. Yeah, and there's... That, to me, sounds way more human, and, and, like, it just makes more sense on some level to me. So, and honestly, because of the dichotomy in my brain between these two perspectives, I really don't care to work with demons until I work this question out myself. Doesn't make sense. Like, I I don't, I wouldn't really feel committed to either perspective at this point, so. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Iei Coetting? Is he, like, the third, like, what does he do? What's his okay. bit?
1: Okay, so Iei Coetting's like, he's really weird because he's got, like, all these problems in his past, but... It just
0: make sure like, your levels are good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think my levels are good. So, make sure your levels are good, bro! Yeah, they're over 9,000. Anyway, so... EA <laughs> Quentin looks at them a lot differently, and he doesn't even, like... He gets to the point where he doesn't even do a protective circle. You know, he, he does some sort of thing where you just, like, kind of summon Nabataean... Or some some crazy like ancient middle eastern culture uh writing from demons and then he got real big into Isazel but his whole thing is he got like really really into it and he just like then he got into like voodoo or like real vodou well, stuff what was his
0: well, I remember watching something of his back in the day where it was clearly like before he arrived at Burning Man cuz it looks like it, it's like oh yeah you
1: know Cause, Cause, he did a he did a thing where he showed his little solas or or stolas ritual. Oh yeah, or and, no,
0: sorath sorath. And he went out into the desert and invoked sorath w- and like walked around without sunscreen for like a week. And yeah, like, Burning Man, Burning Man, yeah, Burning yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. And he has a video about that. But like, he turned really red, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he got so red. But his whole thing is like he's trying to be like the demon lords. Like he even talks about it. Like if you really watch his stuff and like pay attention to his narrative his whole thing is he's seeking power because he you know this is the funny thing it's like become a living god that's this book right yeah but like here's the thing that i've noticed it's like the people who have fucked up childhoods and feel powerless usually reach for black magic to gain some sort of power and like it's like a natural instinct Is like well i need to somehow get an upper hand on this world that has hurt me already you know yeah, that's like I I've can totally it, resonate with this because like I got some fucked up shit in my past that like you know kind of got me into this
0: stuff. The big memory I remember of EA co was I used to belong to this Facebook group called uh, Chaos Magic Group CMG. Yeah, CMG. That was I got kicked out of there for political views. It it started. Yeah, I'm, I I just I... dropped a Trump meme and
1: everyone got pissed.
0: That'll happen. Um, like, yeah,
1: it was a boot of with it with him it was fucking great. yeah
0: it got it because because pepe eventually took over like
1: yeah and and i guess he was making the okay sign
0: so. but this is much much later okay this is this is uh back in the day probably around that time that he had that video uh of going to burning man it was like everyone on this facebook group cmg just m- picked on him mercilessly i think almost to the point of like Doxing him, you know, like they would just maybe that's the wrong word, but they would they would post personal information about him. They would post pictures of his girlfriend and be like, say really mean things about her, like, oh, if you're a great god, why is your why isn't your girlfriend more hot and it's just mean stuff like that. And eventually, E. just got tired of it and um, he like reported the group. And this is he reported the group and actually got this. It, it must have been the biggest magic group on Facebook. It was such a lively community, and at the time, it was a really fun place to be because there was a lot of, like, dumb memes and banter and, like, stupid, stupid, stupid yeah, 4chan type I, I, stuff.
1: I would go there for, like, just to get, like, to talk some shit with people. Yeah, the
0: memes were the memes were top notch. Like, you wonder where the great memes come from. They came from Chaos Magic Group. That's where all the great memes came from. I'm sorry. Like, I, I was get I Some of the ones... I have some classics saved on my phone, man. I don't want to get... Anyway, so EA Coetting was like, you know, screw you guys. You guys are, like, defaming me and posting my personal information. And, like, they shut down the Chaos Magic group. Now, this became known as the Forgottening. I don't know if anyone ever talks about this anymore because it's the Forgottening. But basically before the Forgottening, the Chaos Magic group on Facebook was felt like a big happy family that was kind of dysfunctional. And
1: everybody forgotten. And
0: then it was, like, after that, it was, like, there was never a unified group. It, like, very... It, like, became even worse of a popularity contest than did, it used to did be. Did
1: EA Coetting um, release a demon onto the Chaos
0: Magic group? He, well, I mean, wouldn't he? I guess he would have. But the Chaos Magicians had their own egregory, too. That was... And then it's... Sl- and then it never really got better after that, like... It's sort of maintained as somewhat of a presence for a few more years, and I-, I eventually dropped off of Facebook after the Cambridge Analytica thing, so it might still be there. I'm sure it is. I'm absolutely sure it is, but I'm from the before the Forgottening, and that was because of EA Coetting, and that's kind of a...
1: So, yeah, he sort of views them more like the Friends. He kind of does it, like, the second way, not really, like, the first way. So, like, he he kind of was doing it, and then he's like, wait, why am I scaring these spirits with all this Hebrew nonsense? And then he started to just sort of like imbune like goat skulls with the different um kings of the Goetia. And then, like, you know, he's just trying to one up himself over and over again. And then he got big into Vodon, and then it looked like it really fucked his world up. And so, did like, it really? Yeah, he had this like video, and it was so funny because he's just it's like it's either real or just stupid he's There's like guys what was guy. it like he's like chongo messed my life up then, yeah he's like i'm gonna put them all away in this box and seal it and he's all like oh my god pushing it down and he like gets pushed off the box by like force or energy it looks like he's acting but like oh you god. know it's 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 become a living meme stuff. The guy knows how to brand himself. It's pretty good. I mean, if you learned anything from
0: well, some demons, you learned how to brand himself. He was selling some really cheap looking, like, almost like what you'd make a flag out of. Like, f- like summoning circles to put on the ground and do a ritual in. Like, he was really making it tacky in the beginning. Like, oh,
1: oh yeah, he's like totally tacky bullshit. Like, and
0: even even some of the cultists I remember from CMG, they were so, they got so incensed by this guy and so just obsessed with him as a meme himself, they bought his book. It was like, it was like a thousand bucks or something. It was like $900 if I remember. I might be remembering wrong, but it was like expensive and it, it was black and it had a white star on it and it said, become a living God. And the the people who... Came possessed of the book, found there was some cool material in it, and that it was useful for some things.
1: Not much, but some,
0: I guess. Apparently, there was good material in there, and that was probably his best material. I think some people might say is that era, but psh, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess it's you, fo- like you any- followed him for a while, and he did sort of just drop off the map. With the
1: yeah, he kind of got really into Vodan, and then he put that away, and then he just dropped off the map. And it's like he get he kept going like more and more new agey. Like into like, oh, you're just getting there, buddy. Oh, you're just getting there. Like you may know how to like brand yourself, but you obviously don't know how to like occult like a like a professional. Like you don't get yourself tied up into stuff you're not ready for. I mean, I'm sure he he's like got all
0: these experiences, but like he had a really. What his perspective is strange though. It was like he he really wasn't about God, right, or the. I don't remember. No,
1: like, he's got this weird... Like, why would you work with... He's got a weird... What was his
0: thing with the demons? Was it, like, some anti-cosmic, like, oh, the universe is evil, and so the evil evil gods are really good, that whole thing? Basically. But
1: his whole thing is he had a screwed-up
0: childhood...
1: With, like, foster parents and fucked up Mormon families and crazed loons trying to, like, come back for him. And, like, just, like, I mean, really weird stuff. and that, he, like That
0: all sounds like the Joy of Satan stuff, where they're like, oh, God is actually evil and Satan is the good guy. And... Yeah, that's basically the perspective he had. And
1: then, like, he started to, like, actually look at stuff. You know, he, he, he eventually, like, has, like, an Enochian experience. And he's all like... Give me a portal, give me a gate, give me something to work on. They're like, you are the portal, you are the gate, you are <laughs> the work. And, like, he didn't get that. Oh, but, he like, talked to
0: the Anokins, and they just gave him good advice and he's yeah, like, I don't get it. Yeah, he gave,
1: they gave him advice like, look, you're working on yourself, buddy. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. Because, like, he couldn't even cross his arms. Like, he couldn't, like, take his left arm and cross it over to his right or take his right arm and cross it over to the Like, this guy was psychologically fucked up as a kid. And then, like, to the point where he had physical, like, impediments. That's the bad like, for him now. Jeez. Andrew. Yeah, and then it wasn't until, like, he got into, like, black magic and yoga that he could fucking... Sc- actually, it was the yoga, apparently, that, like,
0: got his life together. Well, go figure. Yeah. So, y- you know what? They say, <laughs> you know, I, in the, the autobiography of Yogananda, it says that some of the best yogis ever started out as black magicians, like Ieco Koeding, So, maybe in, like, 20, 30 years, Ieco Koeding will be, like, some, like, some sad guru-type person that's able to like just speak and like banish demons with his his thoughts and like all the bad spirits will be obedient at his feet and like he'll be a great healer or something
1: hopefully but like
0: actually i kind of like to see that
1: yeah good luck to that guy so if any I mean, of you demons of if any
0: of you demons are listening to this and thinking about fucking with my life or andrew's life why don't you mess with EA Coating until he becomes a living guru? That sounds more fun. To yeah, me. becoming a living guru. I think he might be able to handle it. I don't think I could. You know. Yeah. So go pick on someone who can handle it, or not who me. wants that. Yeah, know? I. I um, but here's
1: my thing,
0: All right? And this is I'm hanging out is, with Archangels. This is my theory: is that like
1: you do you do fucked up magic like like black magic, right? And it might have like a non-linear effect in your life. It's not that you get into magic once because you had bad stuff happen in your in your childhood. It's like no bad stuff happened in your childhood because you did some black magic ritual in your future. That's scary. You know that's that's my thing is like you know don't get into black magic. You'll have fucked up shit that happens.
0: Oh, so I guess to wrap this up, because I can't just let it go, otherwise... No, we
1: got to tell our story, like, some
0: of our stories, dude. Well, this is sort of funny, and, uh, it's, like... I, I, I thought just... I was
1: going till 9, dude. Come on.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I don't have much more to talk about, but, um, well, let's
1: talk about... I do, because you said there's, some, like, some sort of third perspective, because you said something... I was
0: like... sort of expecting, um, EA Kuwaiting to be the third perspective. No, he, he kind of has, He like, kind of this... sort of fits in the second one, Yeah, huh? he
1: fits well into the second one. <sighs> Well, he, he uses he uses what he learned from the first perspective, and he does it with the second perspective
0: mostly. I guess, I guess, I guess I'm looking for a third perspective, and I'm being hopeful. Cause, I guess
1: we're the third perspective because we have our own stories, and we have to look at it
0: through our guys. So, like, so here's here's if I were to work with some demons, it make it would make more sense to like take all the protections and do all the work that is like stated in the abramelin. I think some of it's a bit extreme obviously. Like I couldn't even live off bread. I'd get really sick. So you, you know, you basically I I think the the idea of a protective circle an invoking oh, triangle
1: Oh, eggs. Oh wait, you don't need eggs, right? I can't
0: eat eggs either. And then Oh, you can't even you can't even yeah. do this magic. Right. So invoking like your guardian angel and your higher self, your higher power, that seems like a no-brainer. You should like do that every morning anyway. But maybe if you're gonna blend the two perspectives, I guess like when you talk to the demons, like, don't be a dick. Really, like, I guess, I guess you need to be able to assert your authority over your at least yourself, or your, that's what the magic circle could be. You know, you're like, and then you're, like you're I you're got boundaries. To to it. I got boundaries, and you have a reputation for being a badass. So, so
1: yeah, like you're gonna understand.
0: You can understand, yeah. I mean, so I let's, g- it's, let's talk. You can see, but you can even see from the beginning how that might be a little insulting or presumptuous. You know, like like walking up to a criminal with pepper spray. It's just like, oh, what, what the fuck, you know? Like, it's, it's... So I could see how perspective number two could but, automatically want to, like...
1: But you have to also remember, you're trying to display yourself like some sort of crazy god form. Like, you want swirling Hebrew letters of flame, like, running around you, you know?
0: Sure. So I think, at least for me, yeah, I, if you're going to be talking to demons, you might as well be in a god form. You might as well be really pumped up. So... Um, and, and then maybe when you talk to him, yeah, don't be a dick. Like, be like, kind. like you're trying to like get information off a person, like be a good boss instead of a shitty boss, you know, or, like, um, or at least be the boss of yourself and be like, Hey, do you want to work? And then I guess maybe be like, Hey, do you want to work with me? Yes or no. I guess if, I guess the, Abra- if you're going to listen to the Abramel they're never going to want to work with you, you know, they're always going to want to fucking try and get out of it. That's what Lamela Duquette would say. It's more of hey, are you capable of doing this? Because
1: that was that first part that you read that you weren't supposed see, to see. The
0: more I talk about it, it really does seem like there's like the one way or the other. Yeah, you know like, what I mean.
1: It's hard to blend the two.
0: You really can't. Like it doesn't make sense. Like unless, okay, unless so unless that, you're
1: to aesthetically, like do both.
0: So like, I don't want the show to go on forever. I think we should wrap it up. But I do want to mention. Um, th- I guess we sh- We probably should have talked about this like really early on, but we're going to talk about it at the end. Um. Like, there's this movie that came out that everyone knows about Goetia from. It's called Heredity, right? And in the, the – spoiler, if you don't want to know what evil spirit happens in the movie, just turn off the podcast. It's pretty much over anyway. But um, No, because i got to tell my story about doing Goetia. Oh, what – okay. This is the big long episode, dude. Okay. um, But, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> in popular culture, I'm pretty sure – okay, so we got – Paimon. Paimon is the demon in Heredity. just going to give it away right there. I'm pretty sure that Paimon is the genie in Aladdin as well. Who makes you say that? Because I'm really
1: interested in this I thought
0: this before I saw Heredity. Before Heredity was even made, this is a theory I have had for a long time. And the reason I have is this. I am pretty sure that Paimon appears in the beginning of the film with Robin Williams doing the voice acting. He's like that little merchant guy who's trying to sell you all the dumb stuff. I think that's Paimon because that's how Paimon. Oh yeah,
1: because he's genie,
0: with the camel. Yeah, and so that's how Paimon sort of looks in the in the grimoires when he, when Paimon is drawn as like kind of an effeminate male on a camel, and then later when Aladdin is like gets the lamp, there's the scene where it's like I never had a friend like me, and he, they've got like they've got uh, all of these dancing guys. And they've got all these instruments and it's like a big Broadway show, you know, at the end of his little musical bit. Yeah, yeah. It's very Disney. And if – yeah, it's – of course. But if you read in uh, these old grimoires about Paimon, it says, uh, where he putteth on the likeness of a man, sitteth on a beast, called a, a camel basically, is a swift runner, wears a glorious crown, has an effeminate countenance, goes before him with a host of men with trumpets sounding symbols and all musical instruments. So... Also, like, the parade that they go through in Agrabah. And there's even, like, a little scene where, like, in the, in the musical bit, he sort of imposes his face. There's, like, these, like, prostitute character-looking courtesan people and, like, Aladdin, like, closes his eyes to, like, kiss him and then, like, the genie swaps out his face and then he, like, kisses the genie. Like, and he has, like, the little puckery lipstick look and, like, that's like the effeminate face and... I don't know. I've had this theory for a while. So, if you've seen Heredity and you've seen Aladdin, same demon. That's my theory. Okay. Um, Then, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about some of your personal experiences to wrap up the show? Oh,
1: yeah. Because, like, I want to actually, like, explain to these people, like, how weird this stuff gets. All right. Well, you'll have to listen to it now, won't you? Fuck you.
0: Okay. So... All right, <laughs> to wrap this up, we want to talk about some of your experiences.
1: All right, let's talk about the the one time we did it together, just at least the experience. You don't have to tell us about anything of, like, you, the, the goal or the results.
0: Well, here's the thing is, like, I had a much bigger, crazier experience happen when we messed with Enoki and Magic. So this is not going to be a great story. Um, I just remember well, – I remember is, like, the sp- best – Oh, oh. oh like this the- is, like, the best
1: story. What okay. are you talking about?
0: The actual ritual itself really, like – there was, like, a spooky presence in the room. It felt like a heaviness. No, dude,
1: dude weight you're you're. – I'm jumping you're,
0: ahead. You're totally missing the best the, the part. The best part of the story. Okay, I remember what you're talking about now. Okay, I so, remember, like, wait up. Like, just, okay, just I remember down, now. All right, slow, all right, down, all right. slow down, slow down, So uh, So, just – Okay, so – Because the people are going to be expecting us a story where we build up to this doing is, a ritual and then the demon shows up and crazy well, sh- happens.
1: Well, okay, so I had a really – I remember it extremely vividly. But it was
0: – we had a weird experience preparing – to do the ritual. Yes, like that's what we uh, should talk about.
1: Okay, so I in my early 20s was like found my group of magic friends, which is you and that other dude who yeah joined the air force and buggered off, I guess. I guess. I guess. But um I show up to your apartment and then you're like, "Hey, we're going to do magic tonight. We're doing Goetia." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Spirit evocation." It's like we're going to summon demons. And it's like, "Okay, that's cool." So we decide this,
0: and it was like, what, 7, 8 o'clock? This, no, like, there was, like, some weeks of preparation. Like, I went to Michael's, and I ran into the girl I had a crush on when I was buying, like, all this stuff to make lamens and, like, make the protective gear.
1: Oh, and, yeah, the build was insane.
0: Like, yeah, like, I, I was doing, I read La, Milo Duquette's Low Magic book, and, Yeah, because
1: then we decided, and then I show up, and, like, okay, we're doing it tonight, and it's, like, a Tuesday night. Or something because we like pretty that. much
0: had everything we needed to, and we got ourselves stoked because we watched poker onions videos. Oh, that's right, we watched Poke onions videos, and we're like, "All right, we're gonna do this shit." And we had read low magic, and I think we had gotten like our paper crosses and like some yeah, ribbon, yeah, we, we had
1: paper crosses that we made for our layman's with our with our pentagrams and our hexagrams. So
0: we had all the art supplies we needed to create all the stuff to do the ritual, and that's like all we had ready. And we set out to start making this stuff in earnest. Like, we're going to make these as good as we can. And then we're going to bless them. You know, we're going to, like, we're going to use cheap materials. But we're going to, like, really put our all into it just the same.
1: Yeah, so this is, Because like, we we're poor. Okay, and this was the funny part. Because, like, I show up to your apartment and it's dead. It's, like, you and then the other dude and then, like. It's just like, okay, I guess we're going to be doing this tonight. And, like, I was stoked because, like, I thought magic was, like... Okay, is it all just psychological or whatnot? So I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's experiment. This is going to be fucking awesome, right? Because if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, like... You know, we're all the better for knowing that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, it's like... It was sometime in the winter. I know that. Like, December. And... It was, like... Not too late, not too early. Like, it was, like, 7 or 6 o'clock. I think it was, like, 7 o'clock we started making our our implements.
0: That's funny. That's early for us back in the day. Nowadays, that's, like, late. Yeah. (laughs) We got work in the next day. Like, you know. the next day. So we're Um, sitting
1: around and we start. We, like, finish up making
0: all the tools we need. But, like, as soon as we do. No, it was a slow build, like, as we're working on the seals and as we're drawing the shapes. Cause there's just lots of little shapes and no, words like, to draw.
1: But, like, we, like, spent, like, like an hour or, like, 45 minutes. More than that, probably. No, like, just making it because we were all making our own things. It took and...
0: forever. I just remember
1: it feeling like it took forever. Yeah, and, like, okay, so, like, as soon as we got done, like, but, like, while we were, like, wrapping up, like, people just started to show up at the apartment. Slowly, yeah. Just, and... like... Hey guys, what's going on? We're, we're just gonna see what's what's going on here. We're, just we're gonna, gonna he- swing on by, yeah. And
0: then like, and of course, it was like all the like super cute, super hot, super popular, super likable, fun to hang out with girls. So like, so
1: so suddenly it's like eight thirty, and like every girl we've ever known is in this apartment. It's ridiculous. It's just like everyone. Like there's like maybe like three other dudes. And like just a ton of fucking chicks. It's just a normal night.
0: okay? Yeah. It's just a normal night. Like, like people come over and smoke weed and stuff. Like it's just one of those or houses. Drink beer or drink and beers. Like, it was and a like, college house. It was, it was like a cool. college house. So people like we were accustomed to having people come over. So it wasn't like. But this was. But a this is ridiculous. heads.
1: This was like a party. It was ridiculous. In a
0: box. It was like three nerds sitting around on the ground drawing on paper crosses and like copying from books and like nerding out to the. Th- 10th degree and all the cuties and and all the cuties wanted to come hang out and like they were being fun and funny and like lord knows that was god trying to fucking save us from what would be like that stuff becoming less and less available because of our actions um maybe well you know it, it didn't go south for a long 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 time so no regrets um anyway yeah, basically, it, it came to w- like it came
1: 1130 to the... and it... we, we gathered in the in the tiny little space that is and we the kitchen and we
0: had to kick out like we had to decide we had to decide like whether gonna... whether or not we were going to do this or not because it got to the point where it's like this is sort of becoming like a little get-together party thing no there was they can't becoming, just be here. It was a get-together yeah, party. yeah and it's like they can't just be here while we're doing this like we had to kick him out
1: like we had to be like oh we have to do stuff tomorrow and shit like that and... man i
0: hate this story
1: oh dude it was the worst it was like the most painful thing to do it's
0: like but we were committed to it yeah like, like, we were gonna do this we... shit
1: all three of us were like, Man, we no, were, we're magicians. We have to kick out the all the girls to do the magic.
0: It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it was... You know what? Don't do magic. Just...
1: No, okay. But this is, this is the great part because this is how the story goes. Because if it didn't happen to me this way, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was... Well, so we get all the girls kicked out and it's like. You know, two minutes to midnight, and we fucking turn off the lights,
0: light up the candles, get in the little stupid circle. Fill up the entire house with incense. Yeah, we just we fucking just choked
1: and... ourselves out with, like, incense smoke. We throw pentagrams at the frickin' walls with a dagger, and then, like... Oh, yeah, we consecrated everything, and... Like, we tried to do our little haphazard way of doing things, and then we're standing there, and then you start doing the evocation. And I'm thinking... Wow, this is really, really, really dumb. Like, the dumbest thing in the world. Like, dumber... The, like, we kicked out all the girls. To do this like, nerd... Like, it's, it's three dudes sitting in a circle. What the fuck? We're trying to summon a demon. Like, it really hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Like, what the fuck are you doing right the fuck now with two dudes... In a circle when you kicked out all the chicks. Like, what the fuck's going on here, man? And it wasn't until you... That was right around the point where you said, I call thee forth! And there was this, like, crazy change in the room. Just, like, like something jumped out of the little triangle that we had painted on there, on the little board. Suddenly, there's, like, this... I couldn't see it and I want to make this clear I couldn't see the damn thing but it felt like there was a person hunched over in the in the hallway kind of clutching something like kind of a robed figure and it just kind of had this feeling of what the fuck do you want you know like yeah just like what do you want like why am I here what the hell are we am I doing here yeah and it was the craziest kind of, like, thing that happened to me, and it just made me fall in love with all of it. I
0: I remember, like, asking questions and wanting information, and then, like, I don't want to talk about much more after this, but, like,
1: yeah, it was weird. Yeah, you don't have to divulge anything you don't want to. I'm just trying to talk about the actual, like,
0: yeah occurrence of it happening so like i guess i guess this reminds me of something Alistair crowley said where he's like if you set out to do a ritual and the whole universe starts to mess with you and trying to stop you from doing it that yeah. means you're on the right track it means you gotta do it. it means you gotta do it so like i remember i remember having read that recently before so that was kind of fresh in my mind before we did it and that so that's why i think that's why it was good for us to tell the story is like it it the build up to it. It felt like the whole universe aligned itself to try and throw us off of what we were doing. Man, you know, really, if you're gonna, you know, you should really have naked naked women as the altar. You know, like don't pussyfoot around. Yeah, but it's hard to get find get the women chicks in who, on it.
1: Who it's hard to find chicks who are actually interested, but the ones who are like cool as hell.
0: Hell yeah! Read? It's like Marilyn Manson says: never write a song that a stripper can't understand. Now, I don't think that is necessarily. An insult to the intelligence of strippers but more a warning of how to not be a fucking shitty rock artist <laughs> but you yeah, get that, my point yeah
1: um, all right so like some other stories i have about goetia is when i summon them all for the uh the consecration of my deck of ceremonial magic from La milo duquet uh, straight out of his book yeah you've messed with some Low names magic. in your day haven't you well like i guess that's some work I do, especially with my family. There you go. My See, family's
0: got all sorts of crazy demons. I had enough of an experience with the few workings we did. But so, you, so okay, so like we all went to Burning Man, and this we left Andrew in charge of the house. Because someone's so what, got a house. Set. And so what does Andrew do? Willie's house sitting? A
1: gigantic ritual.
0: G- gigantic goetic ritual. Several
1: days, several different styles of magic. You know, it's Enochian, goetic angelic. It's like we got all the things going on. You got
0: all the things going on. I was
1: at Burning Man. It was sweet. It was sweet. So basically if you want to know more about this ritual it's all laid out in Lundiket's Low Magic book and it's his weekend with the spirits. I think it's the name of the chapter. I don't remember the number but basically he talks about how when he created a tarot deck he decided to because his tarot deck has all the different images and symbols of the different, and n- different names of the different spirits, he decided to imbune the deck with all the different spirits. And he has this big elaborate ritual, and he tells you all about it. And so I, being a very, very ambitious magician, decided I wanted to do this. And so I did the Enochian Corpus, and then I did the angels from the Shemha Mephresh, and then I decided to work on the Goetic spirits. And this is what I did. I decided I would use the angelic uh, Nokian language to draw up an, uh, an evocation <coughs> or some sort of conjuring, right? So I pick it up and I haven't banished. And I summoned all these angels beforehand and I start to like flip through the book and it just started to flip around by itself, like to the perfect word on the right page that I didn't even think of. And I'm like, wow, this is like writing itself. I can't believe it. Yeah, so I came up with this little evocation, and I started, I eventually started, and I started on a Friday evening, like, it was a Friday afternoon, and I did the entire day spirit, so that's half of the Goetia, and it started off kind of weird, because the first one's a king, and I was a little intimidated when I did it, but I still had a presence that popped up, and I remember, like, after the first one, I'm like, whoa, that was insane, let's do the next one and it was really it became a little bit of a slug. but i remember like a few of the spirits like earlier i was talking about amon i had a very 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 visit, vivid uh, impression also with another one marchuzio okay like, that one i straight up saw like a thing pop up in front of me and like blow fire out of its mouth and i could like feel heat in the room it was really cool there was another one andros became like a wave of force like about to crash on me like in front of me it was really really intense
0: but like the more you built up the yeah thing, the, the, the more
1: it, like the more vivid it got like there was one that seemed like the the knight from uh last crusade you know but he was like floating around the room like a flag you know it was really really weird stuff like that
0: that you could just like psych yourself into doing these rituals okay to wrap this up andrew because i have to edit this damn show and listen oh to this yeah whole thing again but, like, you what? can get some really gnarly... What did you get out of that big, long ritual?
1: Okay, so this is the... What did you actually the, get out the of The synopsis of the ritual, especially the Goetia part, was by the end and the big baddies that you face in the night spirits. Because, like, I put a rest during Saturday and then picked it back up on Thursday, so I spent, like, a day just, like, dealing with goetic spirits just there so i did it like i did it saturday night so like the sabbath was over it's like you gotta follow the rules because apparently the sabbath is a big important deal in the middle of like the big baddies in the Goethe, and i'm standing there with a sword pointed at some tarot cards with like a crystal ball and a freaking (laughs) incense burning in this little triangle made of wood full nerdcore full nerdcore like larping to the max and, like, there's, like, this psychological switch. And suddenly I'm not this nerd sitting in my friend's living room trying to summon demons. I am summoning demons, and I'm telling them what the fuck to do. Like, there was a psychological change of, like, no, I'm doing
0: this. Next one. I'm doing this. Next one. You do this. Next one. So that 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 was sort of, like, binding the bond spirits to the Bodhidharma, right? You're, like, binding all the spirits to be, like obedient and all that yeah so it was like a little mini abramel and the mage because the the, the abramel and the mage ritual is you basically invoke your guardian angel over a long period of time and then you conjure up the four uh princes of hell and bind them to your will or bind them to your you know to your well even if it's just true a will.
1: Sci- psychological exercise You still get some weird shit that comes out of it. Yeah. It does kind of change you, exposing your consciousness to that kind of stuff.
0: Now, on our episode about, was it, we talked about, I don't remember which episode it was, but we talked about uh, a guy who uh, made an offering to a Goetic Spirit to have someone killed, and then a dog showed up and, like, raped him. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to all our other shows. I'm sure um, you can hear about Hand Banana there, but... So I guess, I guess that's what we got on demons is, uh, Andrew, our co-host here has probably messed demons more than he should have in my living room, more than he should have.
1: Well, yeah. So, but like, I, I banished them from your house, like when, before I left, like, and told them they were never allowed back. Well, that's, that was part of the ritual. Thanks, Andrew. You know, like doing that shit.
0: Like, (laughs) come on, man. (laughs) Like that's, that's fucking nothing bad ever happened there ever. Anyway, uh I'm your host, Luke Madrid. You can uh email us at uh LukeMadrid at, sort of at gmail dot com or the whole rabbit podcast at roughly here. Uh well yeah, man, I gotta edit this whole episode, man. I don't like it's a long one. Oh yeah, and we gotta freaking transfer it over the web. Yeah, and I gotta take you home. So okay, uh, and ad- as my co host Andrew Haskins, and you can reach us at the whole rabbit podcast and underscore after every word at Instagram. And uh, you, and uh, just check the information that we put at the bottom, and then you'll be able to get a hold of us. Yeah, and
1: send us stuff. Tell us what you do or what you're into and yeah, or what well, you think about it. Yeah,
0: share your thoughts. Correct us where we're wrong. Correct cause... us where we're wrong. Tell us, give us uh, show suggestions. Send us money. Yeah, send us money. Uh, send us nudes. Whatever you got to do. Thank yeah. you for listening. That's the whole rabbit. All yeah, right. All right. Uh, eat carrots, shoot lasers. All right. Have a good night.